here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Happy Thursday. That dangerous weather only getting worse. Yeah, we are tracking it all. It is July the 13th. This is today. Coast-to-coast threats in Chicago, a tornado outbreak. Look, 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 look. Right here. Right, yep, right, right there. there. See it? See it spinning up? That's Multiple it. twisters ravaging the Midwest, including one near O'Hare Airport. Thousands of passengers forced to take shelter. Out west and down south, that record-shattering heat wave intensifies. It's 102 many. July on track to be the nation's hottest month ever. While the flood-ravaged northeast braces for another day of heavy rain, we'll have everything you need to know. Breaking news, President Biden in Finland this morning, wrapping up his overseas trip at Russia's doorstep after delivering a stern message to Vladimir Putin. He thought our unity would shatter at the first testing, but he thought wrong. We're there live. Targeted attack. New details emerging on the fatal shooting of a prominent surgeon in Tennessee. His own patient now facing murder charges. Inside the investigation and the growing tributes to the victim straight ahead. Breaking overnight, Hollywood ending. Actors poised to join writers on strike after contract negotiations fail. A first for the industry in more than 60 years. What it means for your favorite shows and movies just as the summer blockbuster season heats up. Those stories plus, that's rich. After no Powerball winner overnight, the combined lottery jackpot soared to nearly one and a half billion dollars. A new race to buy tickets now underway. And he's back. A major announcement from LeBron James at the ESPYs. The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. And the moment of the night, a standing ovation for DeMar Hamlin and his emotional thank you to the people who saved his life. The highlights from a star-studded night today, Thursday, July 13th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb, live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Well, good morning. So good to see you. Uh, Happy Thursday. We're happy you're with us on this Thursday morning. DeMar Hamlin, in that moment, on that stage, get your tissues ready. Uh, It's a big one. Well, once again, of course, he's putting the focus elsewhere and right on to the people, the the Bills training staff that came out and Mm -hmm. saved his life, those crucial Mm. moments. They were honored at the ESPY Awards. Look at that. Not a dry eye. It's beautiful. Uh, We are going to get to that later, but we are going to start with that extreme weather once again. Three major headlines from coast to coast. So out west, the extreme heat. We're talking triple-digit temperatures, which has now actually become the norm in some 
some places. The city of Phoenix under an excessive heat warning since the 1st of July. Across the Midwest, it is severe storms. A tornado near Chicago's O'Hare Airport causing major delays yesterday. More areas on alert today. Meantime, here in the Northeast, more rains on the way today for some of those areas that have been devastated by flooding earlier this week. The expected rainfall amount now increasing overnight. We've got it all covered, including our full forecast. But first up, NBC's Aaron McLaughlin in Phoenix, where it's expected to reach 112 degrees today. Hey, Aaron, good morning. Good morning, Hoda. That's right. It has been so hot here in Phoenix. We're talking sustained temperatures of 110 degrees plus that it's been call after call to fire stations like this one as people are getting sick. Meanwhile, overnight in the Chicago area, tornadoes wreaking havoc. No way. Overnight tornadoes touching down in Chicago. Dramatic funnels forming over the city. Look, 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 look. Right here. Right. Yep. Right, right there. there. See it. See it spinning up. Yep. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Look at that spinning up there. Right. Right, right there. in front of you. Clouds gathering over Lake Michigan and passengers left stranded at Chicago O'Hare. It's part of the extreme weather coast to coast. For more than 100 million Americans, it's already a scorching summer with oppressive heat gripping much of the south and southwest. It's 102 many. A heat dome is responsible for consecutive days of record triple digit temps, testing the limits of first responders. In Phoenix, firefighters are bracing for a sweltering 115 degree day, marking two weeks at or above 110. We have deaths inside of homes within the city of Phoenix. And to us, that's just unacceptable. The inside of Maria Larumbe Cruz's trailer feels like an oven. You spend all day here. This room, cooled by an air conditioning unit, is her only refuge. But she says it's a struggle to pay her monthly bill. California, Texas, and Florida are also hitting record-setting highs. Residents doing what they can to stay safe and cool. We are taking uh, breaks as much as possible in the air conditioning. El Paso is expected to continue its hot streak with a record 28 days at 100 degrees or hotter, while Miami hit a record high at 97 degrees, with a heat index over 100 for 31 days and counting. With extreme heat not considered a FEMA disaster, states are left to fend for themselves, something politicians on both sides of the aisle want to change. It's a national problem. The push for help coming as the whole country weathers a summer of baking heat and intense storms. Right now here in Phoenix, it's 95 degrees and it's only four in the morning. Experts say if you're waking up in this kind of heat, there are things you can do to take care of yourself during those peak heat hours. Make sure you stay inside, stay hydrated and watch out for local resources like cooling centers to help you stay safe. And check on your neighbors, too. Uh, Aaron McLaughlin there in Phoenix. Aaron, thank you. Also this morning, flood-ravaged areas of the Northeast are bracing for even more rain on the heels of storms that dropped two months' worth of precipitation in just two days. NBC's Kristen Dahlgren is in Hardwick, Vermont, for us this morning. Kristen, good morning. Good morning, Savannah. And I want to take you to the Inn by the River and what may be one of the most enduring images of this flood. This wasn't just a hotel that was washed away by floodwaters. This was somebody's dream. The couple bought it. They fixed it up. It was supposed to be their retirement. Now it is a total loss. 
Residents in Vermont bracing for more heavy rain today as the state's governor urges everyone to stay vigilant. This may not be over. With rain in the forecast and nowhere for it to go, we could see waters rise again. FEMA helping organize disaster efforts with the National Guard ready to mobilize if there's more flooding. Just staging in locations to be ready and prepared to respond. As widespread devastation from the catastrophic flooding sets in for so many living here. What is it like to come home to find this? It's devastating, absolutely devastating. I have no words, we just need help. That desperation echoed in towns across the state with lifetimes of memories now irreparably damaged in just days. We're gonna lose the stuff that means the most to us. But we have our cats and we have each other. Murky floodwaters still filling many streets. Others lined with piles of debris and mud as residents start assessing the damage. What do you do? I mean, scrape it up. Where do you put it? It's a long road ahead for business owners in downtown Montpelier. It's a big mess. But local officials are now cautiously optimistic as the Wrightsville Dam and other state rivers have started to recede. All rivers are expected to be below flood stage within the next 24 hours. And communities begin to rebuild. We will definitely come back from this. And as you take another look at the damage here, you can also see how far the river has fallen. And officials say that is really their hope as we go through the next few days, that the waters have receded enough in these rivers and tributaries to hold a little bit more that's coming with these rainstorms. Savannah? All right, Kristen Dahlgren. Thank you, Kristen. Let's get some more on the storms and the heat. Let's bring in weekend today's Angie Lastman. Hey, Angie, good morning. Good morning, guys. I wish I had better news for that same area. We're going to see another round of some of these strong storms working through and bringing with it some heavy rain. This is the same complex of storms that worked through parts of Illinois and Michigan yesterday, bringing some of those uh, tornadoes that we reported. Now, as far as the heavy rain is concerned, again, some of those hard-hit areas, places like Vermont, New York, New Hampshire could see these rainfall rates impressive, up to two inches per hour. This is, of course, not what we need when we're trying to uh, clean up. And we could see some flash flooding concerns through the day today. When it's all said and done, we could potentially be seeing widespread amounts, maybe an inch to two inches, but localized amounts up to five inches across this area. This does include, again, those same places that received those two months worth of rain in a really short period of time earlier in the week. And of course, we cannot not talk about the heat. It is uh, impressive across much of the country, including the southwest, but let's focus on parts of the southeast and parts of the southern plains. Corpus Christi hits 95 degrees today, feeling like 114. Memphis, you're going to feel like 108. Even up into the northeast, where we don't have heat alerts, we're still going to be continuing to feel really uncomfortable and very summer-like. We go into tomorrow, 90s still out there, triple digits for the feels-like temperatures remaining along the Gulf Coast in Texas. You really haven't had a break in Texas. That's going to continue today. We'll feel summer-like throughout the weekend. It only uh, continues for places like Texas as we get into the next couple of days. Dallas, 102 on Saturday, ladies, 97 on Sunday, and Monday we hit 103. It's going to be an uncomfortable couple of days for folks there. We'll have to be, of course, cranking that AC. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We'll check back, Angie. Thank you. President Biden is in Finland this morning, closing out his European visit by welcoming Russia's neighbor to NATO following that high-stakes summit in Lithuania. NBC's Chief White House Correspondent Peter Alexander, traveling with the president, joins us from Helsinki this morning. Peter, good morning. 
Savannah, good morning to you on what is a gorgeous day here on the Baltic Sea. President Biden is punctuating his European trip with today's stop here in Finland, a victory lap of sorts, formally welcoming the 31st country into the NATO alliance after this week paving the way for Sweden's membership as well. Both countries, Finland and Sweden, with their strong militaries, had long avoided taking sides so as not to provoke Russia right next door. This morning, President Biden standing in solidarity with NATO's newest member, Finland, after celebrating a harsh rebuke to Russian President Vladimir Putin while celebrating the expanded strength of NATO. Putin still wrongly believes that he can outlast Ukraine. And even after all this time, Putin still doubts our staying power. He's still making a bad bet. The U.S. is by far Ukraine's biggest backer, but President Biden is walking a fine line as he does not believe Ukraine should be admitted to join NATO until after the war. The president in the former Soviet state of Lithuania warning of a long fight for freedom. It follows a new round of attacks on Kyiv, where Ukraine's air defenses fended off what Ukrainian officials said were Iranian-made drones. Earlier, the president met with Ukraine's President Zelensky, who arrived at the summit expressing anger at NATO's refusal to set a concrete timeline for Ukraine's membership, but left seemingly satisfied by the leader's long-term security commitments. I think at the end of the summit, we, we had great unity from our leaders. President Biden's facing criticism for the U.S.'s commitment to deliver Ukraine cluster bombs that are banned by more than 100 countries, including many NATO nations, because those weapons pose a threat to civilians. Zelensky defended the move. And I didn't hear from all the, you know, parts of the world when, when Russia began to use it. This stop comes almost five years to the day after former President Trump huddled with Putin here in Helsinki, saying he believed Putin's denials about Russia's election interference over the assessments of America's intelligence agencies. And not far from here, Russia is watching President Biden's trip closely overnight, responding to the NATO summit, accusing the leaders of, quote, Cold War schemes. President Biden, for his part, will head home to Washington later today after holding a news conference here in Helsinki. Savannah. Peter Alexander, thank you. Also this morning, we're learning more about a murder of an acclaimed surgeon in Tennessee. He was gunned down at a clinic while he was at work. Police are now calling that a targeted attack. The man accused is in custody. NBC's Blaine Alexander has details on this. Hey, Blaine, good morning. Well, Hoda, good morning to you. That's right. Police are calling this a targeted attack. Now, this morning, the suspect is supposed to be going before a judge. Right now, he's being held right here on a $1.2 million bond. Now, police are still investigating this entire incident, but they say so far, it appears the accused gunman had one focus, his doctor. At a doctor's clinic just outside of Memphis, the emergency calls came within moments. We're in the northwest corner building Room C2, C2, Charlie 2. Show me doctor down two rounds, looks like to the chest. When police arrived, they found Dr. Benjamin Mock shot several times, killed in his own exam room. The shooter, police say, was his patient, 29-year-old Larry Pickens, arrested within minutes just outside the building. He was armed. Uh, he was not carrying the gun to use it, but he had it on his person. Police say Pickens had been in the office for several hours and that he was there to be treated. According to an affidavit obtained by NBC affiliate station WMC, a nurse recognized Pickens from previous visits to the clinic. 
She says she was inside the room where Pickens was being treated and saw him remove a pistol from his waistband and fire three rounds at Dr. Mock. Was he targeting this doctor specifically? What we know is that the that it was a one-on-one confrontation. He didn't attempt to shoot anyone else that we're aware of at this point. Once he shot the uh, the doctor, then he left the building. Mock was recently featured in Memphis Magazine as one of the city's top doctors. A prominent orthopedic surgeon, he specialized in hand and wrist surgery. Just last week, he spoke with our affiliate about firework safety. If any kid's hand saved, it might at the standpoint it's worth it. Mock also served at a local children's hospital. In an email to employees, the hospital's interim president writes, Ben was a friend to so many of us, a beloved colleague and a dedicated physician to so many patients. Evelyn Mitchell-Irby was one of those patients. She received two hand surgeries from Dr. Mock. He was an amazing person and this world would definitely, definitely be different without him. It will, he would definitely be missed. Now, in addition to serving the community this morning, Dr. Mock is being remembered as a loving husband and father. In fact, everyone we spoke to just stressed how dedicated he was to his family. Now, as for the suspect, he is being charged with first degree murder and aggravated assault. Hoda. All right. Blaine Alexander for us this morning. Blaine, thank you. Much more to get to. We welcome Craig. Good morning to you. What's your eye on? Savannah, Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. The ESPYs were held last night. They happened in Los Angeles. It's a big evening for the biggest names in sports. It's an annual affair, and there were plenty of show-stopping moments last night. NBC's Ann Thompson is here with some of the highlights. And good morning to you. Good morning, Craig. This show had all the feels, including many special moments delivered by Damar Hamlin, among the best athletes in the world. And it included some very big news from one of basketball's biggest names. At a star-studded night, the biggest names in sports and entertainment thrilling the crowd with surprise announcements, touching moments, and standing ovations. All eyes, as always, were on LeBron James after hinting about possibly retiring. Just for me personally, going, going forward with the game of basketball, got a lot to think about. But last night, he had an announcement. The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. (laughs) James was one of a few athletes receiving honors, including the top male and female athlete awards, going to the Kansas City Chiefs' Patrick Mahomes and skier Michaela Schifrin, who just won her record-breaking 87th World Cup race in March. It's it's been a long journey, and it's not over yet. But the most emotional part of the night... Damar Hamlin belong to DeMar Hamlin, receiving a standing ovation as the Buffalo Bills' safety emotionally honored the group of men and women who rushed to save his life after he collapsed on the field back in January, when a rare phenomenon caused his heart to stop during a routine tackle. Please welcome this year's recipient of the Pat Tillman Award for Service, the training staff of the Buffalo Bills. Hamlin joined on stage by the first responders and Bill's staff, praising his remarkable recovery. Damar, first and foremost, thank you for staying alive, brother. (laughs) Hamlin supported by the biggest names in sports as the Bill's staff once again had his back. 
You can't even watch that without tearing up in the way they support him. The bills announced in late April that DeMar Hamlin has been fully cleared by the doctors to resume playing football. And along with his training, he's also been holding events to teach CPR and distribute AEDs. Those are those external defibrillators that saved his life. Just a remarkable scene last Well, it's, it continues to be one of the best yeah. stories, in, not just in sports, yeah. but just one of the yeah. best stories he in the years. He is a living miracle. Oh, yeah. 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 He is. Yeah. Thanks right. for staying Thank alive, you, bro. Thanks, Ian. All right, let's get the rest of our forecast. Let's head over to Angie. Hey, Angie. Hey there, guys. We've got a, a, some really unsettled conditions across much of the eastern half of the country. Some severe storms, some heavy rain for parts of New England. It is going to remain hot and humid through parts of the south in the Rockies. You also deal with some showers and thunderstorms. If you're looking for sunshine, it's out west. And that is your forecast, guys. Thanks, Angie, Angie, thank you so much. Welcome to the weekday thank show. Hoda is such a good friend and a good girlfriend <laughs> that she's like, look, here's what we're going to do. We're going to wear the exact same outfit. Okay, but okay, bestie, stand up. It's the exact too. same. Hold on, hold on. It's hold on. The the same same Come here. Where are we going? Come here. Come it's here. Exactly. Wait, look at her shoes. The no. best, guys. Girl. I Angie. feel great if I'm matching well, you. Well, when we walked in, I mean, I dig a, I dig a match. I the Spider-Man meme. You know oh, the Spider-Man oh, meme where they're pointing at each other? Oh, this is so funny. I'll show you. And you're wearing pink, too, by the way. It's a, it's a pink day. Like so, Angie, well. if you were wondering, will I fit in? Yes, you will. Perfectly. All right, thank, thank you, Angie. Happy you're here. All right. <laughs> Coming up, major news out of Hollywood overnight. Actors now on the brink of launching their own strike. We are live with the very latest and the impact it'll have on your favorite shows and movies. And then we're going to take a new look at artificial intelligence. And now it's impact on your health care. It's already being used to change the way doctors treat patients. We'll tell you where the technology is headed next. But first, this is today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash today just go to indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash today conditions apply need to hire you need indeed city folk 12 this today co-anchor and legal correspondent received the top score on her arizona bar exam in 2002 justin who is savannah guthrie you got it. Of the, course he got the it. Ah! Okay, SG, you hosted that game show, and now you're one of the answers on Jeopardy. Wait, just to reemphasize what he just top score at the Arizona oh, well, Bar. But, but no, no, it's a pass-fail test. It's no, I was watching, actually. I was watching really? live, and I text. I was like, I, I didn't text you, but I texted a friend of mine, and they were like, I saw that. 
It's so, so exciting. But not only was it exciting, the legal correspondent part. Oh, stop. Not, that because, adds an extra layer. Well, because you're our chief legal correspondent, it, and a lot of people don't know that. It's neat to be on Jeopardy. I'm not saying I was at Madison Square Garden with Shania Twain <laughs> performing live. No, this is Like bigger. some people I know. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. It's really Very neat. cool. Very cool. Yes. Uh, we've got a busy half hour ahead, and we're going to start with the something a lot of folks are talking about. Hollywood, TV movie fans on edge this morning. What a time for this industry. It's facing another potentially devastating strike. 160,000 actors, members of the SAG After Union, are now poised to join the walkout mm-hmm. that's already underway by writers. Morning News Now anchor Joe Fryer has the very latest joke of morning. Hey there, good morning. So bottom line, by the end of the day today, actors could be on the picket line. After a midnight deadline passed, SAG After's negotiating board voted unanimously to strike. Now the union's national governing board will vote later today on whether to order that strike. A move that would bring an industry-wide shutdown unlike anything we have seen in decades. This morning, no deal. Both sides announcing actors in Hollywood studios did not meet their midnight deadline for an agreement. This is the equivalent of pressing a button on a nuclear bomb in Hollywood. 160,000 actors could soon walk off the set, bringing Hollywood to an abrupt halt. The Actors Union saying the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, quote, remains unwilling to offer a fair deal. Well, the association representing the studio says it is deeply disappointed, adding, this is the union's choice, not ours. Over the past few months, dozens of A-list actors have hit the picket lines to show their support for striking WGA writers and spoken out on the red carpet. I believe in, uh, in, in, uh, in unions, I believe in labor, I believe in representation. Without them, we don't have stories, we don't have scripts. Well, the writer's strike has already halted production of most scripted shows. Without actors, many more films and TV shows would go dark. You're going to start to see significant layoffs throughout Hollywood because of this. Hollywood insiders say, well, money is at the root of the labor dispute. It's not the only sticking point. The Actors Union is also looking for more residuals for streaming content and protections against the use of AI-generated content in film and TV shows. This morning, the studios say they offered historic pay and residual increases and a groundbreaking AI proposal that protects actors' digital likenesses. But the Actors Union is calling the studio's proposals insulting and disrespectful. Overnight, the Oppenheimer stars weighing in at their London premiere. We got to get what we're worth. And um, there's there's money being made and, and it needs to be allocated in a way that takes care of people who are who are on the margins. Guild president Fran Drescher told today last month they're prepared to hold out for a fair deal. It's a very different industry, and uh, with streaming and digital, uh, it's really, really important that it become restructured to complement what it is now. We should note NBC Universal's parent company, Comcast, is part of the AMPTP. That's the Producers Alliance, and some members of the news division are members of the SAG-AFTRA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what does this movie, this mean for movies or shows mm-hmm. that are set to be released or set to be worked on? So with the writer's strike, we've already seen some impact, right? Late night shows aren't on the air right now, but they still can maybe shoot some things overseas or shoot things with no script updates or no scripts at all, like reality TV. You take away the actors. You have no performing. You don't even have auditions. That means likely shows we would normally expect to see in the fall. Yeah. It's oh. going to be pushed into 2024, uh, almost certainly. We have not seen the actors and the writers both on the picket line at the same time since 19. 19- 1960. That's how wow, long it's been. Impact. Seg after is holding a news conference 3 p.m. Eastern today to announce whether they've ordered that strike. We'll know okay. for sure then. Cool. All right, Joe, Thanks. thank you. Coming up, guys, we've got an extra special morning boost. We're celebrating the surprise star of Wimbledon. 
His name is Chris Eubanks. He had an incredible right. Cinderella run, and he's about to join us live from London. First, though, Jake Ward is here to take a, a closer look at the next frontier in the AI revolution, your doctor's offices and hospitals, right, Jake? That's right, Craig. Uh, we're seeing AI able to spot all sorts of patterns in data. It turns out it might be able to spot skin cancer. That's coming up after the break. Hey, parents, Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Back now, 739, with our ongoing series focusing on the AI revolution. This morning, a closer look at how artificial intelligence is shaking up the world of healthcare. One study even finding that AI may have a better bedside manner than some doctors. NBC's tech correspondent and our resident AI expert, Jake Ward, here in studio with more on all of it. Hey, buddy. Good morning, you guys. You know, we have seen the potential for medical breakthroughs using AI turn out to be staggering. And we are also already seeing it in action across specialties from skin cancer detection to stroke treatment to heart failure warning signs. But as with every area AI is used, there is plenty of misinformation out there, even as the technology improves by leaps and bounds. As artificial intelligence begins to reshape everything from schoolwork to art, it's poised to transform your visit to the doctor, too. I can attach the smartphone here oh, wow. and then capture a picture. You can see how... In Stanford's dermatology clinic, doctors are testing new AI technology that can help spot skin cancer. In a future iteration of this, it would, in theory, give you back a result pretty quickly? Exactly, within seconds. The technology is already in use in the UK, where its maker, Skin Analytics, says it has detected 99% of the cancers it's seen in the last year. In the US, it's now awaiting FDA approval. Dr. Roberto Novoa, who is testing the system at Stanford, points out the need for something like this is enormous. Across the country, there are extremely long wait periods for dermatologists ranging from three months to six months, seven months. And so in theory, there is tremendous need for either more dermatologists or, in this case, maybe a technology that, that helps fill in for the lack of them. We see thousands of cases in a year, and it's always in the back of my mind, what am I missing? But Dr. Novoa says it's not clear yet whether we can trust this system in all cases. I want to see it on a variety of different skin types. We have good evidence showing that these algorithms can underperform in skin of color. They might miss cancer in a non-white patient. Exactly. A work in progress in some clinics, but the rush to work AI into medical care is on. At the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida, an AI algorithm analyzes CAT scan images and points doctors to the trouble spots in the brains of stroke victims. This CAT scan and automated AI technology will show you exactly that map of brain area at risk down to the pixel uh, level. 
Dr. David Freeman says it saved time and brain cells for 28-year-old Raymond Rowe, who came in unable to move one side of his body. What the AI was able to do with the CAT scan information is very rapidly save at least 15 minutes of time. And to equate that, for every minute in stroke, it's 1.9 million neurons lost per minute. Raymond is now fully recovered thanks to that quick treatment. I have a lot more appreciation towards them and a lot more trust in technology now because if they if you were to tell me if I never had a stroke, you would have told me we're gonna let AI work on you, my answer is like no. At Cincinnati Children's Hospital, AI predicts signs of mental crisis in young people. And researchers at the Mayo Clinic use AI to detect early signs of heart failure using an electrocardiogram on an Apple Watch. But while AI could make all sorts of medical breakthroughs possible, there's a lot of misinformation you got to watch out for. ChatGPT often makes things up, even though it sounds like an expert. Even the researchers at the cutting edge of AI technology say it is still a tool, not a replacement for human medical expertise. I don't see this technology replacing doctors. Really, the great power in this is we're helping augment their abilities naturally to help the patient. Now, when we speak to doctors about this, they say that there is, of course, the long-term risk that we might, you know, lose our skills over time as we hand them over to AI. But at this point, the American Medical Association estimates that there's like 77,000 openings across specialties. Jeez. We're going to need a lot more doctors. Maybe AI can fill in for the gaps that we have right now. All right. Thanks, Thanks Jake. Thank All right. Uh, 743. Let's get another check of the weather. We've got Angie Lastman in for Al. Hey, Angie. Hi there, guys. We've got uh, some severe weather to talk about, and it's focused towards parts of the Rockies, but also parts of the Northeast and stretching down into the Ohio Valley. We are talking 22 million people at risk for large hail up to two inches, as well as those strong winds. And we can't rule out a couple of these tornadoes. Places like Pittsburgh to Binghamton and up into parts of New York are included in that. And that's your forecast, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Angie. Thank you, Angie. Still ahead of here. Willie, sit down with Matt Damon ahead of the high anticipated release of Oppenheimer. What Damon's revealing about his role, and you just, you really have to hear the story that Matt Damon tells about the day after he and Ben Affleck won their Oscar for Good Will Hunting. <laughs> here, all right, but first, we had a great boost, you guys. The man with that booming serve behind that amazing Cinderella run at Wimbledon, Chris Eubanks. He'll join us live from Yay. London, coming up right after this. Hoda, boy, do we have a boost this morning. Mm. It's a dream come true on the legendary grass courts of Wimbledon. We talked about him. Everybody's talking about him. Christopher Eubanks, the big serving 27-year-old from Atlanta. By the way, he'd never made it past the second round in a major tournament until this. This remarkable run made it all the way to Wimbledon's quarterfinals. This guy is a fan favorite. <laughs> He's with us live from London. First, Chris, we just want to say yeah. we're so proud Congratulations. of you. Congratulations. How did it feel to make it to the quarterfinals of Wimbledon? Uh, you know, I, I tried to block everything out with each match and just focus on the next match so but i think in the past 24 hours or what maybe 12 hours since i lost it's starting to settle in that wow i'm actually a wimbledon quarterfinalist <laughs> i think that's really cool um it, it's a dream come true it's a dream come true i, I showed up here you know playing really well in the tournament prior to Wimbledon and taking my first title, but still a bit uncertain on how I would fare here, wanting to get past the first round. Then the second round comes, I'm playing the number one Brit, I get past that, and, and things just kind of started to fall into place. It, it's honestly, I, I can't, it's indescribable, Chris, but it, it was definitely a dream come true. You are a joy to watch. Mm -hmm. You're so expressive. <laughs> I, I, I noticed you a few days, you just like break into a big smile, but you also had such composure and poise against, yeah. you played against some of the best 
players in the world. Sitsipas, who you beat. Medvedev, I mean, you had him running scared there yeah. until the very end. How did you collect yourself mm -hmm. in this big moment that when you haven't had that experience before? Yeah, I, I think, honestly, it's just enjoying it. I think enjoying it was, <laughs> was the biggest thing. And just so there, there are times throughout the course of the match in which, yeah, you could say I'm smiling or see I'm pretty expressive with, with my emotions. But at the end of the day, it, it's still a tennis match. The court is still the same size. The net is still the same height. And, and it's still a sport that I've been playing since I was two years old. So I, I, I've been in stressful situations in tennis matches before. And I think earlier in my career, I didn't really enjoy those situations. I think now I'm at a stage now where I can enjoy those situations, even when my back is against the wall, even when things aren't going well, to just say, hey, just stick with it. Things are going to work out. You've yeah. been in situations like this before. You can kind of resort to experience, and I think that played a big part in it. Hey, Chris, I'd love to hear you talk about um, how your father got you into the sport. And I know your dad's a minister. Mm -hmm. what, what role does, does faith play in, in, in your game? Um, I wouldn't say as much in my game, but I think just in my overall, uh, my outlook on, yeah. on life or my outlook on my career, things weren't always, uh, I wasn't always a Wimbledon quarterfinalist. I spent a lot of years kind of hovering in that 220 in the world to 150 in the world range. And it's, it's not nearly that glamorous, believe it or not. <laughs> it, it, it's, there's a lot of tough times. There's a lot of up and down, ups and downs. But I think in the past kind of 12 months, I just kind of had to lock in be a little bit more diligent about doing the smaller details and preparation and recovery. And then at that point, I just said, wherever my career is going to take me is going to take me. And it, it, it's a bit in some ways out of my hands and I'm just going to allow things to play out. If I'm meant to be, you know, a top 100 player, I'll get there in, in my own time. If I'm meant to be a top 50 player, I'll get there in my own time. But for so long, I tried to force it and I mm -hmm. wanted it so, so bad. It's amazing when I just take, back, uh, take a step back and just kind of just allow my faith in it and in the process and just my faith in general mm -hmm. to just kind of take over good mm -hmm. things started to happen you know it's not always easy mm -hmm. having faith isn't always easy but it definitely gets tested um in those times and i yeah. think i was able to have strong faith and now i'm standing here yeah. talking to you guys yes um, you are Chris. We well them, so we're gonna see you at the cool. u.s we're gonna see you at the u.s open we want to see you at the you have, u.s you have open. a play date with savannah <laughs> play date. Oh, you have a we're play not date. two no but you're gonna, <laughs> gonna be playing play. All right. Congrats, Chris. Congrats. So proud of you. All right. Sounds good. We, we can all get out there, play a little doubles or something. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. All right. All right. Congratulations. Soak it up. So glad to have you with mm -hmm. us. Coming up next, we're going to reunite the Texas veteran turned best-selling author overnight with the man who made him a viral sensation. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com podcast.